You're listening to Irish Radio Candles Home and Abroad, and I'm delighted to reconnect with Tommy Byrne. Tommy is from Donegal. Uh, he's uh, the eldest brother of the Byrne brothers. He's so much of an elder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, 24 he's, years older. <laughs> he's, he's the eldest brother to such an extent that the other three call him dad. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. the, the Bourne brothers have based themselves in Florida and have been doing very well indeed and had um, uh, an album out a year or two ago called Living the Dream. And now a second album has been is about to be. It's just hitting the shelves as we're talking. And there's a great opportunity, and we'll tell you where you can get your hands on it as we talk. But the new one is based on where the boys are from. And it is Duran, and I may be pronouncing that incorrectly. And I asked Tommy, where is it? And he says, it's down the road on the way to Mount Charles or something around there. And you go past the, the phone box that's not there and it's the next house. And I said, typical. This is, it's the, or no, he says, you go past the phone box and it's, it's not, and I'm trying to figure it's the it's phone The house before that phone box is not there. That's right. There you go. Tommy Burns, <laughs> tough all to road. Welcome back. Great to have you on board. Like it. uh, it's great to be with you. That's uh, great crack. <laughs> great to talk to Norseman again. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I know you've been fierce busy. Uh, and, of course, we know what fierce in that sense means, that it's not a negative. No. Um, we had a busy summer, but um, we've been chilling out for the last couple of months in, in Florida and uh, working on finishing the album and all that kind of stuff. But um, our whole our whole story has been crazy since we got here uh, six years ago now. So, do, so well, I'll tell you... Go on. Yeah. Well, well, give me a brief history of how we arrived at this moment. You do. Very, give us the calls notes. Right. So we went to Florida on a, on on our holidays, as they say over here, the vacation. And um, and the boys were like six years of age, six, nine, and eleven. And on the last day, we went into a place called Raglan Road in Disney Springs. And uh, the boys got up and did a wee dance together, and the, the house went crazy. And then <clears throat> when we went back to Donegal. Uh, I emailed Raglan Road and said, we're a little family band. We've got a little bit of a show we can do. Any chance next time we come over, we could do like maybe a half hour stint on one of your stages. <clears throat> and Raglan got back and says, why don't you come out and play for two weeks during St. Patrick's Day celebrations? So we did. We came out the next March, played for two weeks, and um, had a brilliant time. Fell in love with Florida, the people, the positivity, the blue skies. I went back to Donegal, and we were depressed. So there's only one thing for us, and we've applied for the green card, the EB1, for Extraordinary Ability in the Arts. It's a cultural one, to promote traditional Irish culture in America. And we applied for it, and we were accepted within 48 hours of our application going in. So we got the green card, we sold the house, moved over, <clears throat> played in Raglan on the weekends for the first six months. So we had a running start getting in here. And then we bought an RV for for seven grand, and we took off, and we did a few festivals around America, and... Uh, we had the, the most amazing adventures in the small little RV, 27 foot long. And we went all the way up to the Midwest and then over to Flor uh, the West Coast, we did uh, California. I went from California back up to New York, we went back to Donegal, uh, back, Donegal, back to Florida. And um, so we had the most incredible adventures doing all that. And uh, when we got back to Florida, then we, the van was falling apart and uh, we sold it for $8,500. After putting, <laughs> we put, 32,000 miles on the clock and uh, 
we did uh, 33 states. So we've done 47 states now at the stage. And you have no conscience. No, nah, it's great crack. It's <laughs> absolutely brilliant. If the boys want to give it up tomorrow, no problem. We'll give it up. No, I mean, that's why I mean, if you buy a van for 7,000, you run it to the road, it's falling apart, you sell it for eight and a half, and you have no conscience. Actually, only in America. (laughs) 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 Yeah. And so then we just kept on playing in the festivals during the summer and then playing in Raglan and around the doors of the retirement communities and the villages in Florida and the the Celtic Ray and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, And here we are, and we've we're climbing up the ladder slowly but surely in the festival scene and the bigger stages and the better times and uh, meeting loads of people and having incredible adventures and just loving every minute of it, living the dream. Right. And when you, so that was an ideal title for the first album. Yeah. You couldn't think of anything else. And how, how was the first album received? Um, they won two awards from the American Celtic, American Celtic Radio Listeners Awards. The first one was for Luca for the best CD cover of any Irish band in America, and because uh, I had the bo- the boys standing by in BWRV with their instruments and a surfboard, which is what they do when they're not playing. They, they love going surfing out in Coco, and then uh, they won the award for the uh, Rising Stars of 2021, and then in 22 we got an Academy Award from uh, Hollywood for the Young Artist Academy. Um, it's for the under 18 academies. Like, so it's it's the proper categories, but for under eighteen artists. And are you, uh, and you, you did you feel that you were left out of that one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm still waiting for my senior one. <laughs> <laughs> they won the award that, uh, Academy for the Outstanding Music Ensemble of the Year, and uh, we got an Oscar and all that kind of stuff. We went to, uh, over to Hollywood and we played in the Directors Guild Theatre in Hollywood. Amazing experience, <laughs> absolutely incredible. So we have that sitting on the mantelpiece inside. Right, right. So now you're coming around and it's time to put out the second album. Yes. And you're, and you're going back to your roots. Back to the roots, yeah. But the boys are in a, they're 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 getting old now. Like Dempsey is fourteen, so you know he's getting old. <laughs> Finn is seventeen when he he just uh, turned eighteen on Christmas Eve, and then Luca is nineteen. So Finn is the the sound man producer in the family, and he wrote lots of the tunes. We recorded everything on his computer in the house, in his own studio, and he mixed it and mastered it and produced and made the most amazing arrangements. And he's in, included some modern beats and and bass, and uh, we've got in some um, some uh, guest artists as well on double bass, piano, and Colin Farrell on fiddle. And uh, it's just the most beautiful album to listen to. So we'll take a little break. And what track will we start with? Oh, my goodness. Let me see. What will you start with? Um, it's it's funny because track one and track two on the CD, they go together. And the first track is an old memory of us in Durham. And I'm pulling the boys down the hill in the, in the snow uh, on these little sledges. And you hear the boys laughing and giggling and talking, and we put it to a bit of music for an intro. So we're going to be doing this intro before shows and concerts and theatres and festivals. You'll hear this 45 seconds of music of the boys giggling, and then it kicks into uh, some tunes that Finn wrote, and uh, there's some lovely music. And Can you play the two together? 
We will indeed. We will indeed. And so the first one is Marguerite's Lane, which is uh, the neighbour behind us in, in, in Durham. And uh, she ended up being Dempsey's godmother, a brilliant neighbour. And uh, we loved her to bits. And then um, the second tune is called Dawn Patrol. And the boys are surfers and they love going surfing first thing in the morning before the, as the sun comes up. And they call it Dawn Patrol. And I will tell you that one of the big differences between what you've just described and where I am now is that you wouldn't be pulling a sled down a hill because you'd, no. be, getting out, you'd be getting out of the way fierce fast before you were run over by it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the yeah. Warren Brothers. <laughs> We just heard track one and track two there from the new album by the Byrne Brothers and we're talking with Tommy Byrne and Tommy has relocated from 
Donegal to the US where they have been establishing their career and doing very successfully. Um, Tommy, you know, COVID was hard on everybody. I know, know you guys did well. You were lucky you had the residency there at uh, Raglan Road. So now... Absolutely the, blessed, yeah. Yeah, the festival scene and the, the touring scene has picked up. And uh, it's quite vibrant all over the place. A lot of Irish artists are coming over. They're getting their gigs around the country and all the rest of it. So you guys, um, you're at that stage now where you're ready to try and uh, get a, a new van that's a little bit more than 7,000 and <laughs> that will survive more than 32,000 miles uh, and you're anxious to get back on the road and do some touring. Yeah, we've gone very posh now. We actually spent 11,000 on our new van and uh, it's a, a Ford Transit and it's got 330,000 miles on the clock. <laughs> I'm not going to waste my money on a new van. No way. <laughs> Did they come it's with a warranty? Did they come with a warranty? So, they tell us a bit more then about the the album. Uh, so you described the first two tracks to us. Um, how much work, or over how long a period was the work put into this and the compositions that are on it? Um, so Finn is a great man for writing tunes, and uh, he likes to get inspired. He can't just write out of a blank page. He needs to get inspired. And um, so one of the tunes on it, that this is a, a very touching story. Uh, from some family friends of ours, um, they, they had a, a baby, and uh, unfortunately the, the baby girl only lasted a few hours. She had some complications, and the family were distraught. So Finn says, "I'm going to write them a tune," and he wrote them this beautiful tune, and they called it "Wendy's Waltz" after the baby. And um, it's, it's on it's on the album. And the parents used to the parents and the grandparents work in Disney. So he, he said he put a bit of a Disney kind of a feel to it. And that's what came out. And it's absolutely beautiful. And then it was so nice then on Christmas Eve to send them the track. And um, they were just over the moon. It was the best Christmas present they could get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we got the we got the uh, the notes for the tune written on a wooden plaque and they have it in their kitchen. So beautiful. people don't forget. Beautiful. Are you critical of each other? And I say that in so far as you know, you've been the father first of all. You you've multi-purpose, or you're you're um, uh, what is your multi-talented, multifunctional, and <laughs> um, multitasked. That's the one. You're multitasked, so you have to go from being mm. a colleague on stage at times to being a parent to uh, all the things that go with that. Being the manager, being um, and oftentimes within the music industry, even the best of bands can have friction going on between them. So working as a family in that kind of a, an environment must be a challenge. But for I them and, and, the way, but for them the and, way, for you, and you. Yeah, true. Yeah. And when I go on stage, I actually turn into a teenager again. That, that's what it is. That's my release. I love it. I, I, I can't explain how much pleasure I get out of being with me boys on a on a Saturday night, playing in a big theatre or a big festival, and we're just laughing and having the crack, and just everybody going crazy. It's just the best feeling in the world. Um, do we have ups and downs? Eh, we're all grand. We all know each other really well. And once we get into the van, they have a row of seats each in the transit the passenger van, and they put the headphones on. And they get they have their blankets and their, their quilts and their all that kind of stuff, and uh, they're asleep in, in no time. <laughs> they just, right, but when it comes to you having to be dad, mm-hmm. 
and mom has to be mom. You know, yeah. as I say, you're, you're up on stage, you're four equals. Yeah. You come off stage, you're not. You never can be. Um, how how does that translate? Um, I don't know. I've never really given any thought. I just say to the boys, if you don't do that, I'm going to get your mother. And then they do it. <laughs> and then she just gives them a look and they go, oh, jeez, and they get it done. Right. <laughs> right. But uh, I, I, I try to do most of the donkey work on you know, lifting the gear and all that kind of stuff and let them go and run around the place. I don't expect them to do all that kind of stuff and they're setting up and setting down. I don't mind that. Um, and we do, we're a great team. We, we, we do everything together anyway, even when we're not on stage. Yeah, um, but when you're off stage, like you're not heading out surfing, so they they have a lifestyle that you wouldn't have in Donegal. I know you could you could be surfing down in Bundoran, and it'd be somewhat different. The the waves might be there, but the sun and the heat wouldn't. Um, but when they're you know, and you have to, you're the one that has to define the structure and say, you know, guys, you have to study or you have to um, do this, you need to do that. Because while it's great to be up on stage playing music, you was the one that's setting the direction for their lives as well. Have to take yeah. Control. Yeah, I do their their homeschooling with them as well. Yeah, and um, they they've done great uh, with uh, their other projects. So Luca has his own uh, business as a photographer and videographer. He spends all his money on his equipment, right. and he's busy out doing uh, video uh, music videos. He's very popular with Spanish artists in Orlando and Miami, right. and he's doing a lot of work with them. I do some royalty and all that kind of stuff as well. Finn has his recording studio, and he's always working away at that. And uh, he's he, he knows how to do a full album from start to finish now, um, and he's he's geared. He's the the real music head in the family. He's the trad head. He's always learning tunes and listening to trad music and bands and getting better and making more arrangements and teaching me. He's teaching me to tr- to play in dadgad now instead of standard, all that kind of stuff. And then Dempsey, um, he is a totally different child altogether, and he's big into space. And um, so he has his annual pass now for um, Kennedy Space Center. But he, he started up a TikTok page and he uh, puts up educational videos. And he's in the last 60 days, he's had like 39 million views on his channel. Oh. And he has money coming in doing oh. that. So he has his own little business Fantastic. and uh, doing space stuff. And he has his telescope out at night and he has his... Uh, um, it's, uh, what do you call it? He has a, a huge, um, not fan club, but a, just a club of people who he's met online and they do all the space stuff. And, um, yeah, he, he loves doing all that kind of stuff. And we got, uh, invited by NASA a few weeks ago to go get a, a big tour all around the Kennedy Space Center. Mm-hmm. And we got to have lunch with an astronaut. And all that kind of cool stuff. And then he puts up, he's a, he's an influencer, I suppose, is what you call it. Right. And he did a video of it. Yeah. So brilliant, that's what they're at. Right. <laughs> so, you know, a, a life, you know, when you say living the dream and a, a life beyond what you would ever have contemplated would have been possible um, within the confines of Donegal. Yeah. I, we kind of, um, I was playing music. I started playing music, trad music, in um, in the late nineties, and I was playing around Temple Bar, and then I started playing around Scandinavia, and then um, I went further afield to Australia, New Zealand, and uh, Thailand, and 
Bangladesh, Middle East. And then I met Julie, the wife, in Ibiza when I was gigging out there. And she was the manager for budget travel out in Ibiza. And um, so she used to be a traveler as well. She used to travel all over the world. So then we had the kids, and then we just still had the bug for traveling. And it was just natural for us to get up and mm-hmm. travel again. And we're looking mm-hmm. at further afield now and traveling more around the world. Um, now that we have the, the band kind of established in America, we'll do another year here and maybe look at doing another a world tour or something. Right, right. And I know you've been back in Ireland. I know you've gone and um, toured in Ireland as well and got back. Um, how was that? How did you find the experience having played in North America when you were, were back up in front of an Irish audience? We didn't actually play any gigs in Ireland. No? Okay, you haven't gone back? No. Yeah. We did. We went back for the first time in five years there last April. Yeah. And we we really were emotional about the whole thing because we didn't realise how much we actually missed Ireland and the people and the crack until we got home. Yeah. And the boys didn't realise how much they missed all their friends and their school pals. And we, we did a gig in the Central Hotel and uh, for the, our tour guests and some, some friends and neighbours and family. And so many kids came in right. on their lunch break to see us uh, when the boys were doing their sound check, just to say hello when we hadn't seen them in donkey's ears. And they're all following the boys on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. It was really emotional. And then the boys um, would go off with their friends and go off with the, the girls and the girls who used to be little uh, small girls in, in ponytails, but nowadays they're they're tall, gorgeous-looking women, and uh, they're just great pals. And the boys actually said that they would fancy buying a little cottage in Donegal mm. and keeping the roots there at some stage, which right. is very positive. It is indeed. Tommy, we better give some coordinates of where someone could get their hands on the album if they want it, and also we're going to yes. you, you're going to pick another track for me that we'll go out with. Um, so if you want to give the coordinates and then introduce the, the track we'll, we'll share Okay, so uh, we're the Byrne Brothers the B-Y-R-N-E ByrneBrothers.com um, It will be up on the website now Sixth, six, six was uh, release date, is it? Yeah, the 6th of January so uh, it'll be on the website, you can buy it there and you can get it on Spotify as well But much better to go to the website Much better Yes, <laughs> an awful lot so, much better. An awful much for us, yeah, because it did. It, it does cost thousands of dollars to put one of these together and get them printed and mastered. So yeah. uh, if you if you buy one from us, and if you say you want to get it signed, we will get them signed by the boys as well. Fantastic. And what track should we wrap up with? Oh, that's a difficult question. The instrumentals are amazing, but then see, once has three songs on there as well. There's a great track. And this is what, I've played this to a few other musicians and they are raving about it. It's called Trilogy. And I don't know if you ever met a woman called Marianne Matee Kiefer uh, in Chicago. She had a radio station there. And uh, unfortunately, she passed away last year. But she was like the fairy godmother to all the musicians that came over from Ireland. She would look after them, pick them up in the airport. She'd feed them, put them up in her house, look after their merch while they went back to Ireland. She was just brilliant to everybody. And... um which she's really sorely missed and uh, she was like a granny to the boys but um, yeah so Finn put a set of three tunes together for her and it's called Trilogy and uh, she always loved a bottle of Trilogy the Tullamore Jew whiskey and she'd always have that at the festivals for back in the sessions after it's back in the hotel so he's like, he called the set of tunes Trilogy in memory of Marianne and uh, it's uh, yeah, three tunes and he wrote the last tune in it and it's an absolute cracker Tommy Barnes it's been a real pleasure reconnecting with you 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome.